And so it is. Dear Shambra, teachers and standards, we gather our energies together once again in this beautiful and sacred space that we are creating together right now. The space didn't exist a moment ago, or your physical space did indeed for sure, but our space, our consciousness together was just created. The moment that we all sat down together and breathed together, shared the beauty and the expression of the music together, we created our space. It is safe, for in this space you can be who you are. No more hiding, no more pretending, no more illusions. You can be who you are, a creator in your own right, a human who has been on a long and incredible journey to a new form of discovery. What you are discovering isn't something the angels have discovered, isn't something the great masters have discovered. They haven't. There's often this notion with Chambra and with spiritual beings that there are those of us who exist on some lofty celestial level with all of the answers. Now that just wouldn't be right. <laughs> to have these answers and do not share them with you. We're in this together. We are journeying through this together. But what you are learning through this series of illusions and mazes that you are going through is something that none of the others have learned. We said to you a long time ago that you are the first to go through this pathway of ascension. And ascension simply means that you are evolving to your next level, that you are integrating all of the parts and pieces of self together into a whole, that you are completing a cycle, a circle even, and moving from this place of earth, which is one of the most difficult and challenging experiences, and I speak from experience myself, on your way to a new level. We call it the third circle. There might be other names for it out there, but this is where you go. This is where you go after your, your self-training. And this is where you go after your self-initiation to the next realm of pure Creator Being. But you go there understanding the consequences of choices. You understand, go there understanding how energy itself works and how new energy can be created. You go into the pure Creator realms understanding what it is like to divide and separate yourself and then bring it back together into a new identity. You go to these new Creator realms understanding that there are always actions and reactions to choices, to things that you do as a Creator. You go there with a new type of wisdom and understanding. That is why you've been through this very difficult process, 
this journey on earth and experiencing all the various components and aspects of it. It's not a test. It is not a test. It is an experience, and there's a difference. Tests are generally administered by those who know the answers. And because we don't know the answers, it couldn't possibly be a test. (laughs) It is an experience that not only benefits you as a divine being, but what you are learning, the information and the consciousness that you are evolving, then goes to help serve others who are looking for answers in their own lives. We've said before that there is this place called the New Earth, and the New Earth is the library of consciousness. The New Earth stores all of the history of everything that you have done since leaving home, and everything everybody else has done. These are not the Akashic records. It is a bit different. The New Earth is a library, a reference. The Akashic records are data. The New Earth is consciousness, you see. Can you imagine a library of consciousness? The library is not filled with books and volumes. It is filled with energy and experiences. Those who come after you, the angels who are waiting, by the way, waiting in the other realms, many who have never, ever been to earth before and are waiting for a chance to come here. Many of them will go by way of the new earth. They will go to the library. They will feel your experiences. They're not just going to study it. They're going to feel it. What you're doing right now is part of the library. What you did last week, what we talked about in our last shout is part of the library. And they will go there. There will be those who assist them and serve them. And yes, some of those assistants and servants, some of those master teachers may be you. When you leave this physical lifetime, before you go off into the third circle, many of you are going to choose to spend time at the new earth. Spend time helping to teach angel beings, many of them who will come from your angelic family, seeking you out. And you will sit with them. You will help them to understand the consciousness of what you experienced. Obviously, that will set an example for them. That will set a standard for them to achieve before they come to earth. So that when they come to earth, sinking into flesh and bones isn't a traumatic shock. It would be surprising, of course, for them. But because they have experienced some of this consciousness through you and your participation in the library, they'll understand the reason, the purpose. You didn't necessarily understand that, being amongst the first, many of you, to come to earth in the first place. Suddenly, your consciousness, which had been in angelic form, found itself pulled into a vortex, a portal, you might say, pulled into the heaviness of this thing called gravity, electromagnetic energy, dirt, water, hardness, 
physical reality, and it was a shock on your system. But the ones coming after you won't have that. This whole concept of reincarnation, many, many lifetimes over and over again, you didn't understand what the hell was happening. When you thought you'd die, you thought you would go back to your family, back to the angelic realms, or at least back to the order of the ark. But instead, you went through what many of you experienced to be a dark and tumbling type of um, fall into an abyss, only to awaken with another physical body, another lifetime, more karma in your backpack, more illusion and separation, lifetime after lifetime. Those who go to the New Earth Library to study will understand the need and the joy of multiple lives, because it gives you and will give them the experience of what it is like to take on different identities, to take on different, whether it is masculine or feminine aspects, to take on different cultural aspects, to take on certain what you would call deficiencies of the mind or body deliberately to experience that, to experience love in a way that no angels can love. For indeed, it's one thing to love each other consciously and in a consciousness way, but quite another when you take that love into physical form and share that in the most intimate way. Those who study at the New Earth Library will study your consciousness, will feel your experience. They will understand the wisdom that you gained. Then they will go off on their own. They will come to Earth, for all must pass by way of Earth. It is written. It is known. All must pass by way of Earth before they can go off to the third circle. So what you are doing here, Shambra, is indeed significant. Indeed, you are you are the masters. You are the first to go through this. And I, Tobias, ask you never to forget that. Never to forget who you are, what you are doing here on Earth, why you are going through this time of energy transition from old into the new, why we say, your teachers, even when to some of you it still doesn't resonate, don't understand what we say when we say you are teachers, you are Shambra, you are standards, you are setting the way for others. Some of you find it disconcerting that no others have gone this way before. You like to think that there are those masters who have gone before you, that there is an example going before you, some of you like to think that there is a God in heaven who knows the way, a God who understands everything and can answer everything. It's a bit disconcerting to know that it doesn't happen that way. There's not a God with all the answers. There's a God who chooses to evolve and expand, a God who chooses to experience on every different level, and you are that God. You have the answers. 
They don't come from the mind. They come from an expanded consciousness, a new consciousness that you are evolving into right now. So, Shambra, as we start the shout on this day, knowing what I know about each one of you, what you have done, why you are here, take this moment to honor and acknowledge you. No matter how small you think you are, in my eyes, you are a grand master. No matter how clueless you think you are, in my heart, I know the wisdom that you have. No matter how puny hmm, you think you are, I know it's a game. I know it's an illusion. I know you are grand. Oh, perhaps not grand in the way that has previously been used to define human grandness. That definition of human grandness was an old template, an old, old standard. Human grandness has been determined by things like physical strength, physical beauty. It has been determined by things like your material wealth or your IQ. Those are old ways of determining grand. And as you have experienced, you found out those two are dead-end streets. Because sooner or later, somebody will come along and be stronger or more beautiful. Sooner or later, there will be somebody who is smarter or richer. So you let go of that form of human standard, which still has so many of you trapped, because it is such a deeply embedded belief system. You have spent lifetimes and lifetimes following that standard. Lifetimes. It's gotten to the point where it's so definable. You can define somebody's intelligence quotient. You can define their beauty and their strength and their wealth. But you're moving into a new type of standard, a new type of human and divine identity that right now, and probably for a long time to come, will defy any type of definition. How can you gauge or measure yourself against others, or even against yourself, if there's no quotient for spiritual and human consciousness. The new human standard has consciousness. The new human standard expands out of their, their old and limited modalities and goes into expanded consciousness. I wanted to say these things as we started the day. I wanted to acknowledge each and every Shambra and thank you for being here. Our guest today at this Shoud 3 in the Teacher Series is, first of all, your correspondent. They come back. The correspondent comes back to sit with you through this session. They're here. They have been here since you showed up today. They are here to assist you with this whole new area of consciousness expansion. That is their primary role, their primary mission. The consciousness operates at many different levels, but you have had it operating at only a few. 
You are literally going through a transition right now of consciousness. We're not talking about thought here either. We're not talking about the mind. We're talking about consciousness or awareness. The correspondent is with you today once again, asking you how they can serve you best. They're asking you that right now. How can I serve you? I am your correspondent. It is an honor, an honor to serve you, the Master. How can I serve you now? So this is the time, Shambra, in this safe and sacred space to share with your correspondent. Don't be afraid. They don't bite. They don't judge. They're in awe of you. How can I serve you? And they're asking you to give them an answer now. Take a deep breath. And let this beautiful angelic being know how they can serve you. Be open, candid with them. Now, you notice we didn't say, the correspondents didn't say, that you get wishes. <laughs> they say, how can I serve you? Now, once you start defining that energy of what it is you how you would like them to serve you, then everything gets moving and rolling. Energy changes and shifts. And because you are operating in a limited consciousness modality right now, they can help take some of that energy and apply it into other levels of consciousness. They can help move it and shuttle it. They can help polarize it and energize it so that the energies appropriately come back and serve you. This is something, Shampur, I would encourage you to do every day. How may I serve you? They will say, when you open your eyes first thing in the morning, you're going to hear it in your ears. You're going to feel it in your heart. They will be there, excited, happy to be with you on another day here on earth. And share with them. Don't hold back. Share with them. Now remember, they are not actually doing it for you. They are not creating a miracle. They are not waving a magic wand. You are. You are master when you let them know what it is you choose. They simply take your, your intent. They take your desire and your passion and help move it multidimensionally. How can they serve you? So your correspondent is here today, and along with your correspondence would be the Master Sergeant of Correspondence. Hosaf is with us, back again today. Not Hosaf, but Hosaf. <laughs> Osaf works with those in the Crimson Council who are on a experience or on a journey to Earth. Shambra, you. He helps to coordinate all of the activity. You see at night, as you probably, many of you realize, oh, you don't just go to sleep. This is when energy transfers are made. 
You know, there are so many correlations between your internet technology, which, by the way, is an illusion. It is all an illusion. But you believe in it, you experience it, you use it, it is just an illusion. Where do you think those little packets go? Where do you think the little pulses of energy, positive minus energy, where do you think they go? What do you think happens? It's an illusion. But you've all agreed to it, and you've all bought into it. Very similarly, at, at night, there is this energy transference going on. You see, at night in your physical world, many things are transferred over the Internet when other energies are quiet, when people aren't busy at their terminals, busy using the Internet. So much information goes back and forth between banks, between companies, emails, even junk emails are sent out at night. Much the same happens when you are sleeping. Tremendous amounts of information, they're not packets at all, they are bubbles of consciousness, are transferred back and forth between the levels or the realms of consciousness, back and forth between you here on Earth, and between those in the Crimson Council, back from you here on Earth to the new library. Every experience, every thought, every choice, every observation that you made that day is basically downloaded, or uploaded as you would, to the new Earth. Everything you're doing, every experience that you have, is uploaded at night to your angelic families who are waiting for you. They don't necessarily read it all right away, to use the human analogy. Some of it lays in waiting for them, in a state of suspended consciousness, waiting for them to accept or to open up to make it available to them. So many humans, angels, all have a state of suspended consciousness. We'll talk about that in the Shao today. Along with Hosaf comes a dear friend, one who has recently come through the ranks of the Crimson Council to work more closely and directly with Hosaf, your correspondence, and you. She brings a feminine energy balance to this whole team who is serving you, her name, her energy would be pronounced Osio. Osio. Many of you have worked with her in one way or the other, in the past, during your dream states. Osio comes to the forefront now, combining with the energy of Hosaf, to present a more balanced masculine-feminine present a more complete energy as now working with you. So take a deep breath and feel the energy of your correspondent, of Osio and Hosaf. It's difficult to realize in the general or the regular human consciousness how much work is going on behind the scenes, in the other realms and levels, but it is an absolute necessity in order to maintain a sense of balance, a sense of sanity, 
here on earth. When humans shut off these corresponding energies, the angelic beings, when they shut off all of these energies, they go crazy. They're not maintaining the proper balance between the angelic levels and the human levels. One of the whole reasons for sleep was to provide that balance. <clears throat> so you weren't just totally focused on on your human life. You would get so lost in it if it wasn't for sleep. When humans shut off all of all of this, all of these beings who help work with them on the other levels, they tend to go crazy. They tend to not know how to work with their own energy anymore. Things that you have experienced in the news, at least here in this part of the world, in these last few weeks, is indicative of that, a being going crazy. When they go crazy, it hits the most sensitive, direct area within them, the part that is the most out of balance. And what is the most out of balance thing right now? In nearly all cultures of the world, it is sexual energy. Sexual energy. Sexual energy is directly related to the balance of the masculine and feminine, the balance of the human and the divine, the balance that the human has uh, with the angelic levels, the balance that the human holds of their own consciousness. So it is the sexual energy that that is the first to tend to go, particularly in a time like this. We're going through an incredible time of transformation, energy change. And as many of you have observed in your personal life lately, the old systems tend to have an infusion, a large infusion of a new and different kind of energy running through them. And many of those old systems can't handle it. They blow. Your computers, your television sets, your cars, all of these things are indicative of that. They're examples. What happens deep within many people, many humans right now, who have not addressed the balance of their own masculine feminine, as they tend to have a very twisted and sometimes a very dark and depressed sexual energy within them. When they try to seek out a way to rebalance, but they are lost. They don't know where to go. They tend to go feeding, because they have been fed on also. When they go feeding, they will go after what they consider to be the easiest. They will go after what they consider to be prizes. They go after those who they consider to be holders of more pure energy. And you have incidences like what have taken place recently. Shootings in schools. It wasn't about the shooting. It wasn't about anger even. It was about twisted in and imbalanced energies, sexual energies. You're going to see more and more of this, not necessarily in the schools, but you're going to see more and more examples. And when you look at these things, and you read the headlines, Take a look behind the scenes. What is really going on? It's going to tend to be a sexual energy problem. You have, even here in 
this land of America, you have congressmen who have a sexual energy imbalance, and then that imbalance is exaggerated by the position of power and control and authority that they were in. And because they think they have to maintain a, a certain type of um, identity, a hold on, on their own how they present themselves to the rest of the world, sooner or later that imbalance will come up. Here you have a congressman who tried to maintain a, a facade and couldn't help himself because he had an, a sexual energy imbalance that was not addressed. So inappropriate things happened, and you saw what happened in the news. Now you have a change in power. You will continue to see more and more of that. We talked to a group of Chambra in Austria two weeks ago. We talked about the world. We said that the world right now, the world isn't going to fall apart, so stop worrying about that. The world is not going to destroy itself right now. So stop worrying about that. So many humans literally do their passion planning of their lives based on the fact that tomorrow may never come, based on the fact that the world may fall apart. We're telling Shambhra right now, go out, invest, (laughs) go out, build, go out and do things because the world's not going to fall apart. Energies are not in that form right now. There have been times, of course, as you know, in the world where the energies were about anger and aggression and war, world wars, wars that could have brought about Atlantis Part Two, the downfall. The energies of Earth aren't like that right now. They're different. There will still be some battles between countries. There'll still be what you call these suicide bombings, but these will not take place on a large scale. What you're going to see instead are things happening on a much more personal level, people going crazy individually, people falling apart, your leaders falling apart, the churches. The churches hold a tremendous amount of suppressed sexual energy. They have to. They have to hold it because they have been suppressing it for so long. They have been in an imbalance with masculine energy, denying the feminine. Sooner or later, as as consciousness evolves, that has to change. You've seen the examples of it. We've talked about it before. It's popping up all over, and it's going to continue. It's going to continue to be an issue in business. There's sexual energy in business. There's been an imbalance. You're seeing right now how it can topple some of the largest companies in the world. This whole issue of sexual energy is simply one about rebalancing, coming back into a wholeness and completeness. So, Chambra, you have moved past most of that. In this lifetime of yours, you have addressed the deep issues, the dark issues. You've addressed your balance of masculine and feminine. And sometimes we know it hasn't been pretty, hasn't been fun. You've addressed addressed so many of these issues within you. So 
We're telling you this so you can help to understand what is going on in the world, what is going on with you, is quite something else, quite different. Please, don't, don't compare yourself to the rest of humans right now. You're going through a very, very different process than what most of them are. I'm going to take a moment here to have the experience of standard technology. First we're going to have an individual experience, your experience. But today we're going to take a thought, a thought, a consciousness. In our gathering last month we talked about the biology. We chose a cell and we asked you to work with that balanced, perfect, rejuvenated cell. You have literally millions of those types of cells in your body, by the way. Some of you wondered whether you had a healthy cell. Indeed you do. You have millions of them. Of course, you have many, many others that are in a state of imbalance, many others that are literally in a state of death or rejuvenation. We talked about a cell, but now let's take a consciousness Consciousness. Well, now where do you find that? It's not in your brain. It's not in your physical body necessarily. Consciousness is all around. Consciousness is very close to you and very, very far away. Consciousness is awareness. Awareness first of self, of identity, and then ultimately of everything. That's what consciousness is. You are consciousness. You are consciousness that has a unique identity. You were granted this thing that we call, or you would call, soul beingness as spirit. Not all beings have a soul. Trees, planet Earth, most animals do not have a soul being like you. Soul being also is the key to creatorship, or holds the keys to creatorship. You are a soul being. You are consciousness. Your, your focus and awareness of consciousness has been limited for a long time, particularly since you've been here on Earth. Even the angelic beings in the non-physical realms and the crystalline realms and the angelic high realms have limited consciousness. The degree of the limitations depends on many different factors, but being here on Earth, you have purposely focused your consciousness, purposely limited your consciousness. We say that you exist in a state of suspended consciousness because as you reopen yourself, you have all of these available energies, consciousness energies that will come flowing back into you. The thing that makes it so difficult to explain or to talk about is that these are not mind thoughts. And you have been highly programmed and trained, self-trained, to go to mind thoughts. Mind thoughts are a very limited part of consciousness, but that is what you've been working with. That is what you've become proficient in, and that is how you have limited yourself. 
So how do we go beyond mind thoughts? That's a tough one. That's the big question. How do we get into the upper levels of consciousness and awareness? How do we let go of some of these barriers and layers of consciousness? How do we let those standards of new consciousness come in without the brain rejecting them and throwing them out? All good questions, all things that you as a being on earth right now are working on. Most of the rest of the humanity is working on some of the basics, things like the balance of masculine and feminine energy. You are working on things right now about expanded consciousness, so expanded that it goes beyond mind thought. That's a very difficult one, and we're feeling your energy right now. How do you go beyond mind thought? You're so trapped in the mind. How do you get out of it? We're going to experience that today. By previous agreement with you, with all of Shambhur in this shout, in this safe and sacred space, we're going to take a standard, to use the standard technology of pure consciousness. Now, here's the challenge. You're going to want to try to figure it out, and you can't. Sounds a bit like Nost, and it is. They are, in, they are related. They are relatives. Pure consciousness has no agenda, but it has passion. Pure consciousness has clarity. Pure consciousness doesn't need direction or control. It is in a constant state of evolving and growth. Pure consciousness is the antithesis of conflict. We'll talk about conflict in a moment. Pure consciousness is beyond mind-thought description, but it can be felt, it can be experienced. Let's take that standard right now. We've all been working in the background, ready to serve you today in this gathering. To experience the standard of pure consciousness, a tiny particle of it, a mere morsel of it, is all you need. You don't need to grab all of consciousness at one time and blow your brains apart. But just a taste, just a drop, just a feel of pure consciousness. Your correspondence, Osaf, Osio, I, Tobias, I've been working to bring this in for you today. Now, don't try. Don't try right now. Just let it drift in. It's yours in the first place, by the way. It's not ours. It's yours. Explore it for a moment. Sense it. Breathe it in. Here's an interesting thing that happens. We have tested this with a small group before this. The mind is trying to understand it, trying to define it. Your little computer brain is going like crazy for many of you. And that's okay. Don't try to stop that. That is 
That is an artificial restriction. You don't want to try to stop that. You just want to try to transcend it. Go beyond that. Take a moment to sense the standard of consciousness. Oftentimes, the mind will try to equate it to something, try to relate it to something. That's how the mind works. Everything is its a relational database. <laughs> it all relates. So the mind will try to relate this new energy of consciousness coming into something, a bird, a ray of sun, a collar, a gold coin. That is all appropriate. It is a beginning. Don't try to void that out. Take a deep breath. Now let that let that pure consciousness standard gently soak in. Gently come in. Again, this is your consciousness. It doesn't belong to us. It is yours. This single pearl of consciousness allowed to make its way into your reality, in other words, your acknowledgement, then has the potential to upgrade or to rejuvenate all of your other consciousness. It sets a standard. It has purity and balance. It is in a state of of expansion, constant rejuvenation. It has clarity and is not burdened by old patterns. So now that comes into your life as a standard, as a reflection into every other part of your consciousness. Let's go into that other part of your consciousness for a moment. Your other part of your consciousness has been in your brain, in your mind, in this relational database that you have. The consciousness that you exist in right now is based on belief systems more than anything else. It's a series of belief systems, beliefs in right and wrong, God, self, humanity, beliefs in how much you can push yourself how smart you are, all of these other things. A myriad of belief systems at the top level that then create themselves, uh, if you would say moving downwards, to create physical reality and ultimately your experience within that physical reality. So as this standard of consciousness moves in from the suspended realms, the realms where you haven't gone in a long time, and it comes down, let it for a moment radiate to every one of your belief systems. Let it radiate to every thought that you've had today, every thought you've had today. Let it radiate to every experience that you've had today based on your thoughts and your beliefs. 
and now let this standard of consciousness technology radiate into the rest of your potentials of this day. The rest of your potentials. You think your day is laid out. You think you know what the rest of your day is going to hold. That's a belief, and that was a limitation. Now let your pure consciousness radiate to the potentials for the rest of this day. Deliberately and wisely, this process of radiance of the standard technology works what you would call slowly, works with the rhythms and the cycles that are taking place, the rhythms of your own biology, rhythms of your mind. Your mind has a definite and deliberate set of rhythms that it follows. The standard technology works with the rhythms of the sun and the moon, the rhythms of Earth itself, the rhythms of the planets. It's not controlled by it, but works with it. Your human identity is a byproduct of rhythms and patterns, of beliefs and thoughts and experiences. So the standard technology of consciousness, the purity of consciousness, is so wise, it knows how to work with those rhythms. It understands that at the core those rhythms are also wanting to evolve. They're also wanting to increase their consciousness. So the standard technology of consciousness doesn't come in and blow apart the old patterns and rhythms. It works with them. It radiates under the rhythms of your physical body, for instance, knowing that your body is on a pattern of cycles and gets into that cycle right with you. And then, once it's in there, starts helping to evolve that cycle, or maybe helping the cycle to understand that it's not needed anymore. You're on an aging cycle right now. As a angelic being in a physical body, you're on a cycle of death. Ever since the day you were born, you've been on the cycle to death, on a pattern to death. So the consciousness, high consciousness in the standard technology comes in, finds this belief in death and this pattern in death, and then goes in compassionately, without force, without agenda even, and just radiates. So this pattern that you're on, this pattern of death, starts to feel something different. It starts to feel itself different. And instead of identifying itself as death, the belief in the death and the eventual experience in death, it says, am I needed anymore? Does death have to mean finality? Does death, as I know myself, have to be fear? And you see how this simple morsel of high consciousness 
starts to change everything, at, even at the smallest level, the small cycle. This consciousness, this beautiful consciousness, when the standard technology comes in and gets into your cycle, which you have regularly, your cycle of financial abundance. Have you noticed that your life is in patterns of financial? Some would call it inflow, outflow. Others call it, I got money, next day you're broke. You go in these patterns, you've established these patterns, your belief systems, and then your mental thoughts create the experience. But this high consciousness can sit right in there with that cycle. Let's say you're on a low cycle right now. The consciousness goes in there, doesn't try to change it, doesn't try to assault it, otherwise you're going to have a big battle going on inside. That high consciousness, your high consciousness, is very wise. And it just radiates, it just goes in there. Let it for a moment. It's pure consciousness. Come right into the abundance cycle. This energy of abundance, which has its own identity, it has a consciousness. Your belief, your thoughts, and your cycles regarding abundance have a consciousness. Energy has formed itself into an identity, and it's called your abundance. It's part of you, although sometimes it acts like it's not. So the high consciousness goes in there and radiates just sits there, compassionate and accepting and observing of its cycles, of its movements, of its desires and its limitations. And it radiates. It radiates truth. It radiates freedom. It radiates another potential. And ultimately, with the standard technology of consciousness, your old cycles, your old identity and consciousness of abundance begins to question itself. Who am I? Who put me here? Do I want to continue these cycles? Do I need to stay limited? Where did I accept this idea that money is evil? Who put this on me that money is limited? You see what happens? The standard technology doesn't go in and try to destroy. It goes in and tries to re-identify. It tries to present a larger and grander picture a broader consciousness. Now, an interesting thing happens here. Your abundance consciousness begins to doubt itself. And you know what that's like when you start to doubt yourself. Everything seems to fall apart. The walls come crumbling down. Sometimes you feel you've been stripped bare and naked, had everything taken away. You didn't. You just 
let the old formation of consciousness change itself. Sometimes you feel exposed. Sometimes you feel lost. Sometimes you feel that your identity has been lost forever. It's just a temporary thing. It's a consciousness evolution. It's a consciousness change. Part of the problem in this whole area of moving into new energy that you talk about, you desire, you seek, is that when it comes in like it is now, you also panic. You also shatter. You go into fear sometimes. There's just a consciousness evolution taking place. Can you be so trusting in yourself? To know that you're not going to fall apart, you're not going to destruct, you're not going to create such an internal conflict and battle within yourself that you'll blow yourself up. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. The consciousness that comes in with this, your standard technology, this pure consciousness, is far too wise. It is you. Why would you want to? self-destruct. It's far too balanced. It understands itself, its identity. It understands itself so well that it knows that even it can't try to form an identity that's locked in place. It can't form an identity. You see, this new consciousness the standard technology, this pure sliver of consciousness, will not try to establish itself as an identity that's locked into itself. It's one of your fears, you see. You've seen what happens when consciousness comes in, into this um, earthly, human reality, and forms itself. The consciousness then tries to identify itself, and it tries to protect itself. That's what humans do. Angelic energy, pure consciousness that has come to earth in physical form, first it will try to create an identity and hold on to it for dear life. Secondly, protect itself over and over and over again. This new high consciousness of yours has no desire to do that, has absolutely no desire whatsoever, to identify itself. Because it realizes that in, based on past experience and based on how energy evolves, it realizes that it is losing the ultimate experience and consciousness if it locks itself into identity, if you lock yourself into identity. So you, the higher consciousness, that is coming into play right now, has no desire to identify and to protect itself. Yes, that is bare and exposed. Yes, because the old human aspect, the whole old human consciousness of yourself, that's frightening. You're used to coming in, lifetime after lifetime, creating identity over and over, and putting up your walls, protecting yourself. Here, new consciousness, new you, comes in without any of that. Old self that's used to the challenges 
And the harshness of this world bristles at the thought. But does it? Go in a minute. Take the standard technology of consciousness. Go in a minute and look at the consciousness of existence on earth. Consciousness and the belief in creating identities in physical body. Now take your radiant energy. Let it be part of that cycle, the cycle of incarnations, the cycle of identity creation. Breathe in a moment. Feel that in your body, your mind, your consciousness. Was it really necessary to create all of these identities? Is it necessary to go forth in creating identities and protecting them, locking them into place? Let that pure standard technology of consciousness come into the consciousness part of you that creates your identities. Let it come in compassionately, without force, without trying to inflict change. Let the radiance of this high consciousness cast its new energy upon the old energy consciousness of identity building. Watch what happens. Feel what happens. Consciousness is an amazing thing. It is awareness, and it can stretch out. It can expand into other realms, other levels. And again, they're not linear levels. They're multidimensional. You've been focused here on just a few aspects of consciousness by, by design and by choice. But you've said, now is the time to go beyond. Now is the time to explore new consciousness, but not through mind thought. Not through mind thought. Through feelings, through sensations, through the imagination, through nost. So that is the answer, nost creates its own answer, and the answer is Nost. How do you go beyond mind-thought? How do you get into these whole new levels of consciousness? How do, you, how do you unsuspend the suspended consciousness? We look at you. We use the, the Ill example, like a large bubble of energy, magnificent bubble of energy. And at the center, that energy is active, it is alive, it is consciousness, point of consciousness, focused on this 3D reality. But then we look at this energy bubble of consciousness that you are, and the rest is suspended, the rest is frozen and inanimate, stopped. Interesting to note the parallels here between your consciousness and the consciousness on the angelic realms. What we talked about a long time ago when we said everything came to a standstill. Consciousness came to a standstill. We're not talking of physical activity. 
We're saying consciousness, expansion came to a standstill. Here you are as a microcosm, as a micro example of that in your own reality. You have suspended consciousness all around you. You've been trying to get out of your consciousness limitation through mind thought, and that in itself is a, a cycle that leads back to itself. In other words, you keep on that same hamster wheel all the time. You can never access your higher levels of consciousness through mind thought. Uh, it's been one of the challenges and the frustrations for ages of mankind, for the philosophers and the scientists and the explorers, and even for many of the creative types. How do you get into these expanded states of consciousness? Some of you have taken the mind-altering drugs to try to get there. But the interesting thing was, you were just tricking your own mind. You expanded your consciousness, but it was a trick on yourself. It was your mind saying, they want me to do something different here. They want me to expand. They're using chemicals of some type to, to propel that expansion, but it was still through the mind. That's why they called it a mind-blowing experience. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go a different pathway, Shambra. And it's nasty. It is not. It is beyond mind thought into new levels of consciousness that will serve you in many different ways. The way that you're going to notice immediately, two things you'll notice immediately. Calder has to jump in and <clears throat> ask us for, um, how to say, to clarify the situation. Two things you're going to notice as we go into this, as you go into it. Efficiency. We talked about efficiency with a group, the first group of teachers who we sat with on the beach, on the lake of many energies. And we said you're going to notice an efficiency coming into your life, a new efficiency in everything, as a result of nosting into higher consciousness. And I have to emphasize. And when I say higher consciousness, some of you immediately think you're going to get smarter. Well, you get dumber before you get smarter. <laughs> We're not talking about mind thought. We're consciousness. Consciousness will suffocate uh, eventually or or go into suspended animation under the direction of mind thought. We're going to go beyond the mind. So, What's going to happen is you do this, and as we use the little example today of standard consciousness technology, and if you begin to continue to use this, bring in the standard, the new standard of consciousness into your life, you're going to get much more efficient, everything. Higher levels of consciousness are inherently more efficient. Lower levels or stuck levels are very cumbersome, very... Um, very clumsy. And that's what you've been working with. That's what you've agreed to work with. These new levels of consciousness are going to involve efficiency at a scale that's difficult for the mind to comprehend. The mind works at its own cycles and patterns and limitations. So here you have new consciousness coming in. I'm going to provide efficiency. How does that practically work for you? 
It's going to be you're going to be more efficient in your physical energy level. And again, this doesn't happen overnight. It's an evolving, but a very beautiful unfolding. You're going to need less sleep, less less food to sustain yourself, or if you overindulge, as you would say, in food, your body's going to be that much more efficient. It will know how to expel rather than store. That is efficiency. You use the mind for many things, and it is a beautiful thing. It is a very practical thing. It's a necessity in the physical body. You have to have a mind. The mind, the mind does so much to store information. But your mind is going to get more efficient. Right now, the mind, if you were given a, a question or a puzzle, the mind works trying to think of a good example. The mind shoots out energies in many different directions on the same plane or the same consciousness level. And it goes out to seek the answers. And it shoots out these tentacles, uh, so to speak, to go out and find where the, the solution is stored. And this is in a mind-thought-based consciousness. And it takes a tremendous amount of energy to do that. It has to send out, uh, you would literally say, teams of uh, probes or energy uh, uh, extensions to work. And then when it feels it has found the answer or the solution, it then brings all of these extensions or energy probes together and starts to evaluate or analyze it. It says, is this the right answer? This is where you get into that whole mind thing. You can feel it working. You can feel your mind um, crunching away on the data. Generally, there is not full consensus, but there is enough uh, uh, energy consensus to bring that idea or that solution back. Now you've figured out what 6 plus 6 is. That's 12. But to get to that answer of 6 plus 6, many tentacles of energy had to go out and, and analyze and review, judge, and then bring back in. And that's an easy one. Now, a new energy efficiency for mind thought is that it doesn't have to put out all of these tentacles or all of these uh, energy arms to try to go find the answer. <laughs> the answer is already there. Already there. And the answer just comes up. A search and probe mission doesn't have to take place for the mind to work. And now, this is very similar to some of the situations, we have to chuckle a little bit, that, um, how to say, some of those who are working with the Crimson Circle website <laughs> are experiencing right now. You were using old technology or old consciousness. There is the exact parallel with what is going on with you and uh, with everything around you. So you become much more efficient mentally. You become more efficient emotionally. Tremendous amounts of your energy are expended on emotions. Emotions are nothing more than energy movements, huge movements. Some of the movements are very difficult, some are wonderful. You're going to find your emotions don't need to have um, the cumbersome movements that they've had before in order for you to experience something. 
tremendous amount of energy was expended on crying, on laughing, on eliciting any emotion to come through. These emotions sometimes, to use um, an analogy, have you ever tried lifting a king-size mattress on your own? It's difficult. And then moving it down stairways and, and through doorways and passageways. It is difficult. It's not necessarily that heavy. It's nice and soft, of course, but it's cumbersome. Your emotions are much like that. Very difficult. They're, they are lumbering. They are, they are difficult to handle. Can you imagine an efficiency in your emotions and a clarity about them? We don't need to expend tremendous amounts of energy on emotions. Your intellect, your intellect, as we said, takes a tremendous amount of energy to operate. It's tired of doing that now. There's a better, more efficient system for intellectual processing that's taking place. As you allow the standard technology of high consciousness to come in without force, without expectation, by realizing that it's you in the highest form of your being that's going to change every system. That's the good news. The bad news? It's going to change every part of your systems. Humans have a tendency to beg for something different in their life but to loathe change. Seems like a contradiction in terms. As you go through this energy efficiency process, now this is Calder wanting us to add this footnote because we talked about efficiency with a group recently. And then, as you would say in your human terms, the shit hit the fan. Things started to fall apart, or so it seemed. Did it really? Did it really? Or did things just evolve and change? As you move into a new energy efficiency in every part of your being, stand behind the short wall and note how these changes come through. Note the differences. Note how you used to do it one way, but now it is just naturally happening another way. We're going to underline that. It just naturally starts to happen in a new way. You don't have to redesign the processes. You don't have to re-engineer yourself. It just starts happening. It starts happening because you've allowed the standard to come in. In this case, the standard of consciousness. In the case of your body, the standard of biology. As we're going to talk about in other childs, the standard of new energy, which is very interrelated to the to this. Um, standard of consciousness. There be standards of, obviously, technology and education and all of these major areas that we've talked about. The consciousness or the standard, the high standard, is there. It's ready to come in. You've been intellectually mind-thoughting it, trying to bring it in. It never happened that way. It's a matter of allowing to come in naturally, allowing it to come in through Nost. 
Let's take a moment again as a group now. As a group of Shambra. Let us bring in the purity of Shambra consciousness. A potential that has been in the ethers. A potential that has been in a suspended state waiting to come in. And for Shambra all across the world, for Shambra who will come at a later date, let us bring in that new standard of Shambra consciousness for all. How do you bring it in? You don't mind thought it. It's just nast. It is and it appears at the right time the right place with your desire and your choice. There's a new consciousness of Shambra. It has been for a while, but it's been frozen. It's been waiting for you, and you've been waiting for it. You say, what will it do? I say, experience it. Discover it. The standard technology concept, Shambra, so beautiful, so simple. So simple as taking a fragment of consciousness and letting it radiate in this reality. A fragment of a healthy cell, letting it radiate in your body. A fragment of whatever it is that you choose and using that as the standard, the example, the guidance, is very simple. We're going to move fast with some of this standard technology, but it's not going to seem fast. There will be many energy movements, but it doesn't have to seem busy. You'll notice change, you'll notice new, but it doesn't mean having to destroy the old anymore. Especially if you accept that there is a renewal process in place and you don't try to analyze the hell out of it. That's what gets you in trouble. So often these changes start taking place and you overanalyze them. It is a part of the expansion of consciousness. You are consciousness. That's all you are. You are consciousness. The first role of your consciousness was to be aware of yourself, but never to lock that self into a single identity, you see. You are, you are consciousness and awareness that goes far beyond what you realize now, what your mind can comprehend, but it is there. It's been suspended, waiting until now. It's been an honor for I, Tobias, for Hasaf, Osio, and your correspondence to share this experience and this point of consciousness with you today. And so it is.